0: A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in the name of all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised, to stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high, Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple blessing God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Last week, you might remember that we spent a lot of our time in our service talking about and celebrating education. It was a great Sunday, and since then, I've been thinking about my own education, and I added it up. I was blessed with formal education for 25 years. For 25 years, I am 50. (laughs) That means that half of my life, I was in school, which was a great gift and a great blessing. And in those 25 years of education, I got one A+. One A+. I got lots of Bs, way too many Cs a dash of D's, and a few A's, but only one A+. And I'm still very thankful for that. It was in my favorite class in art school, a photography class. I loved that class. I loved spending time in the dark room because it didn't matter whether it was day or night. It was always the same time in the room where it was always dark. And I remember something that my photographer teacher told me as he was trying to explain the fine art of photography. In this class, he pontificated, In this class, we take photographs. We do not take snapshots. Your parents take snapshots. Now, I know this was an attempt by my photography teacher to make us all into the appropriate art and photography snobs. But, I have to say that I thought then, as I do now, what's wrong with snapshots? I still have volumes and volumes of my mother's photography books that are filled and filled with hundreds and hundreds of snapshots, and they were the thing that we were most not wanting to get rid of when we were going through her stuff after she died. Because there were snapshots of years and years, decades and decades of life, snapshots of Christmas mornings, snapshots of the favorite puppy or the favorite kitten, snapshots of beach trips and fishing trips, snapshots of award ceremonies and graduations and school plays, snapshots of grandmas and grandpas and crazy aunts and uncles holding cans of pap's Blue Ribbon. And of course, there's that snapshot that has to be in all photo albums, the obligatory snapshot of siblings or cousins naked in the bathtub. I don't know why that one always has to be there, but there it is. So far from the black and white beauty of the fine art print lives the snapshot, capturing moment after moment after moment of everyday life. Today we, here in the church, celebrate the Feast of the Ascension. And it is a lesser celebrated feast. It falls 40 days After Easter Sunday and it always lands on a Thursday and I have to admit that it's taken me a while to get my head around what the ascension is all about why is the ascension important and the more important question which I posed to our Bible study group on Thursday for me is why did Jesus have to go why did he have to be lifted up couldn't he have just stuck around well technically i guess he could have but that would not have gotten the church anywhere now would it the purpose of the ascension is that jesus in his earthly physical form could not be everywhere so he had to remove himself from time and space so that he could be everywhere. See, God's promise in the person of Jesus was to be with us and to walk among us. And he became flesh and blood so that God could be as close as possible to us. But that physical body of Jesus could only stretch so far. So part two of God's plan was to be even more fully and completely present to God's people. And in order to do that, Jesus had to get on the Zoom call of all Zoom calls and Zoom right out of here. Jesus is removed from any specific here so that he can be everywhere. Now, there's another reason behind the ascension and why it's important. And it's because that this is the day that you and I take more responsibility for this thing that we call church. And the strange thing about it is even now in this strange time, you and I are experiencing fully and completely what it means to be church. Now, it might not feel like that to you, but we are most church when we are out there doing what Jesus called his disciples to do, which is to preach, and to preach specifically about forgiveness and repentance. Right? And as far as I can tell, those disciples that Jesus made that initial charge to Did it because you and I are here. We are living, breathing examples that those disciples followed Jesus' instructions. And now we are called to continue, even in these times, preaching forgiveness and repentance. And what does that look like? Well, in today's language, that means that we invite people to examine the way they live and the way they see things in an effort maybe to do things differently, to turn a few things around in their lives. It also means that we're called to be kind to each other, and if somebody does something wrong to us, we should put ourselves in their shoes and see if we might be able to forgive them. In essence, this means giving our sisters and brothers and siblings another chance, just like you and I have been given so many chances to make different choices. Now, I don't know about you, but I see that happening a lot here at St. Paul's. We help people turn their lives around and we give them second and third and fourth chances. And we try to offer Christ like compassion and mercy. We cry out for justice. We take chances. We explore. We build. We forgive. And we do that from wherever we are, especially out there, wherever you are right now, where life is happening. Because this is where Jesus lived his life. So why did I start this sermon with all of that snapshot business? Well, it has to do with another explanation of the ascension that makes a lot of sense to me. And it comes from a friend of mine and preacher colleague named Sam Pitara. See, the goal of the incarnation, as I said, was to bring heaven to earth and so what must that mean for the ascension? The goal is to bring earth to heaven. And Sam says that in returning to heaven, Jesus takes with him the images that he has seen and has been collecting during his time with us. So to paraphrase, in the ascension, in Jesus' return to God, Jesus takes all of those volumes and volumes of thousands and thousands of snapshots. Snapshots of all of the things that he has witnessed and experienced. I think of snapshots of him meeting Simeon and Anna in the temple. Oh, how happy they were to greet him. I think of that baptism by... John in the River Jordan, a wet Jesus coming up and shaking out his hair. Smile for the camera. I think of snapshots of Jesus healing the paralytic. All those people on the roof lowering him down so that he could be healed. I think of Jesus calling those 12 apostles, who me? Yes, you. I think of Jesus raising the widow's son and telling parables to a maybe confused crowd. I think of Jesus calming a storm, visiting Martha and Mary, talking about lost coins, lost sheep, lost and found children. I think of snapshots that Jesus might have taken of that widow who gave her very last dime to the temple. And I think about all that normal stuff. Jesus talking to that man named Zacchaeus and saying, Man, you got to give up your stuff. And Zacchaeus going, What? These are the snapshots. Things large and small that Jesus encounters. And this is the stuff. This is the life. These are the snapshots that in the ascension, Jesus takes into the presence of God Almighty. And says, Here, may we never forget. this definition of the ascension makes a lot of sense to me because i know now that nothing about you and me is beyond god's knowing our triumphs our struggles our joys our tears that which is camera worthy and that which we would rather no one see in the ascension god has claimed all of life and named it worthy of framing. In my father's house, there are many rooms. That's great news because that means a lot of wall space. A whole lot of wall space. And in my imagination, I like to think that on the walls of those many rooms are snapshots, images of life, of people trying and failing and laughing and crying. They're clothed and they're strong and they're naked and vulnerable. On God's walls are images of the holy, and I don't mean icons of Peter and Paul. I mean images of you and me trying our very best to be church, the people of God. On this day that we celebrate our Lord's ascension to the right hand of God, we celebrate that we have a full picture of what God looks like. But more importantly, we celebrate that God has a more complete picture of what we look like. And mercifully, unlike my photography teacher who did give me an A+, not that I'm bragging, <laughs> God has not given us a grade. No, no. No. God is not giving us an A+, plus or a B, or a C, or a D, or whatever. The only grade that we get is love. Unconditional, unqualified love. So you don't have to get ready for your close-up. God already knows you fully, as the hymn says. He knows your face. Hail the day that sees him rise. Hallelujah! And hail the day when you and I are brought into the company of God the Father who even now is sitting back and looking at those photo albums filled with snapshots. A proud parent of us all who declares, I love them so much. Aren't they just beautiful?